time now to say good morning to our market analyst Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela. Good morning. Hello. Not so good morning to you, Sakina, to the rest of the listeners. You know, I, I've never been so disappointed in my life. I've, I've got no words. You know how, how difficult it is to get about to keep quiet. Today I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> Yeah, no, the less said about that, the better. And then you have some people here on Twitter pretending they didn't hear the report and they want it to be repeated. Well, we shall be doing none of that. Anyway, emerging market stocks and currencies were set to decline for a fourth month, uh, uh, Clive. And this as Chinese equities are extending a route and uh, crude oil prices also slumping there. It's a very difficult time, um, to be buying equities at this point in time, Sakira. I've always said that there's a few things that obviously a number of guys look at before they go into the market and start purchasing. What are the, what are the uh, key indicators, specifically on the front of, uh, in, uh, specifically in the Asian market uh, space, is to concentrate on where these emerging markets are draining or are gaining uh, their profits. And obviously we all know that uh, most of them uh, rely heavily on what has been taking place in China and what has been taking place in Europe. And you just said it right now, Europe, European stocks uh, finished high uh, last week, and so uh, the momentum continues to inspire some of these uh, emerging market stocks, uh, specifically the companies within the engineering and in the manufacturing space. So they're seemingly doing relatively well. They've picked up a little bit, and they look very, very strong indeed. So what that has done is created a little bit of a buffer uh, for people to start investing back into those particular markets. And that's what we've seen this morning. The emerging markets are uh, looking uh, pretty strong, uh, looking as if, you know, they are doing, they're going to uh, finish on a positive for the day. Uh, we're looking at uh, uh, the MSCI uh, Emerging Market Calculator, and that is already on an average up uh, by 0.84%. So that, that will welcome quite a lot. And I think what will that do, uh, is that later on when the JSC opens, you'll see some of that momentum also trickle through and you'll start p- picking up uh, some positivities, specifically uh, in the resources sector because that's bounced back slightly and also because they earn in dollars and the dollar has strengthened. So you'll see those companies do relatively well later on today uh, at 9 o'clock when the JSC opens. And uh, just looking at the Asian stocks there, Clive, they were a bit of a mixed bag after the G20 finance chiefs uh, only managed to make vague commitments in order to try and spur growth at the Shanghai meeting. Yeah, the, it, it was, it's difficult to um, immediately make sense of what these meetings actually mean. Uh, and what, what, what investors try to do, uh, Sakina, is listen to the tone. Remember I said to you, listening is a skill. My wife always tells me. <laughs> so, so they listen to the tone. Um, they listen to the tone of the meeting and what actually uh, came out. One of the factors, one of the things that was discussed was global warming and the climate change, which is obviously uh, following uh, the uh, COP21 uh, meeting. Um, obviously, a lot of guys have made commitments there. And so that... that seem to be the, the, the tone. But the Shanghai Composite Sakina Index uh, fell, approaching its lowest uh, close since November 2014, uh, while the Japan topics also gained uh, for a third day today, which is uh, the sixth session, uh, which looks very positive. Uh, Nissan Motors, for example, surged the most uh, since 2009 after announcing a plan to buy back some of its shares. Um, and then the yen rebounded as well uh, from its three-year drop. And you would have seen that because you would see uh, that as soon as the, the yen strengthened, it picks up volume for the rest of the emerging space and the Asian market specifically, and you'll start seeing the ASX 
uh, top 200 also pick up. We start seeing the New Zealand stocks also pick up. So all these are, co- are, are, are correlated. And then what happens is, is especially when you have a strong uh, basis, uh, for example, in this particular case, you've got the Asian markets, even though they're a mixed bag, most of the key economies were strong. And that's what led to the positive uh, outcome. And then, of course, uh, the RAND trading weaker this morning. Uh, what has contributed to the latest RAND slump, Clive? So, Kira, I, 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 I listen to my colleagues, and sometimes, you know, they, you know we, we are very quick to uh, make commentary. And, and I just want to explain this, because there are factors that contribute to why the RAND, uh, or any currency for that matter in the world, would fall. And so a lot of people are talking about uh, the little... Uh, story that's second place about the Hawks and the, and the finance minister and what second place it saw. But if you looked at the RAND from last week uh, on Tuesday, in actual fact, we started to see the decline of the RAND. Uh, we saw it on Tuesday, we saw it on Wednesday, we saw it on Thursday, and that was before all these announcements were made or before uh, the, prime, the finance minister spoke. And you would have recognized, Sakina, as well, that in actual fact the dollar had done relatively well, that it was very strong. And when the dollar strengthens, most of the emerging market currencies also feel the pinch. But in this particular case, we also had a mixed bag of information that came out of the U.S., which also contributed to the dollar strength and confidence going back into the U.S. If you look at the numbers, we look at the volumes on the JSE that were traded. Uh, it was not a massive amount. This, this, despite the rand weakening, the, the JSE itself looked very strong last week. It picked up. It was, it was, it was up for the week. Uh, so that means that... That couldn't, it couldn't have been just uh, talks about the finance ministry and what's taking place there that would have led to the rent decline. But there are other elements that people sometimes uh, tend to forget. Remember, the currency is the indication of the health. A currency is an indication of the health of that particular country. And so three things that we need to remember. One, we look at GDP, we look at industrial production, and that's why manufacturing is so important. So we had some bad bag of data that came through uh, last week, specifically on the manufacturing side, which is the production side. So we haven't created enough production for us to have a strong economy. That is the reason why the RAND weakens, because people don't believe that uh, we will have a sustained growth for the 2016, despite the targets that were set by the minister. So that is what led to the slight decline in the dollar. And what happened was that as soon as the, the people had diagnosed that news uh, that took place on Thursday and Friday. Uh, this morning as well, you'll see, it has slightly strengthened uh, to about 16 rand 17. And I think for the rest of the week, you'll start seeing it strengthen again because sometimes when data comes out, we need to respond. And so that's how the currency responded. But I believe strongly that you'll start seeing the rand strengthen this week because everybody has made a diagnosis of this particular data and they'll come up with a situation where you'll find them buying back into RAND, into the South African stock markets again. And that's why I say even the emerging markets are showing, especially the Asian markets, are showing positivity because of the overflow that took place on the Eurozone. And you'll start seeing that reflected on the JSE later this morning.